0: After a one-week sabbatical, we are back. We were traveling last Friday, celebrated a wedding in Detroit, which we talked about on our Twitch show. Um, So if you want the recap of Detroit Mm -hmm. and my very controversial stance, controversial stance, did I say that right? I did, of uh, where I placed Detroit pizza in the pizza
1: ranking of the world. It's important. That would be Monday, November 1st show. And also, this morning, we woke up. To, uh, fuckery?
0: We'll talk about that in a second. Here's a little intro.
1: (laughs) Hello, it's Jesse J, and you are listening to Carla Marie and Anthony. It's my day Friday. Hey there, it's Hilary Duff, and you're listening to My Day Friday. I'm hanging out with Anthony and my new best girlfriend, Carla Marie. It's my day Friday, bitches. Let's get ridiculous.
0: Let's, shall we? Shall we get ridiculous? Yeah. Uh, why don't you read the email, Carla Marie, that you received this morning. Remember, this is Friday morning. This is the first thing that Carla Marie sees when she opens her eyeballs.
1: I have to give a quick backup, though. Okay. Um,
0: uh, you have to give a quick backup?
1: Well, first of all, two Fridays ago, I woke up to a call from Seattle PD. Yes. If you. I don't know. Did we talk about that on the podcast or only?
0: Just on Twitch, I think.
1: On the show. Um. So this morning, everyone knows at this point, I have been waiting and waiting, really pumped to hit my um 100th class at Barry's Bootcamp. And today was supposed to be the day. Class was scheduled for 9:30 with Evan, who is one of my favorite instructors. Anthony was coming. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a big celebration. And I, I big woke party. up. I woke up like I was like, you know what? This is going to be a great day. Like I, I got out of bed and I even said to myself, I'm leaving my phone there, so I start getting ready quicker. And so I can get a snack before class. And I go downstairs. I don't know what made me open my email. And I have an email from my neighbors. Subject line, back window. Hi, Carla Marie. I wasn't sure if you had seen it or not yet. But your back windshield was busted out last night, apparently. I just wanted to let you know so you can seal up the back window in case it rains later today. So sorry. So, why did I read it that Sorry. Maybe they're Canadian.
0: <laughs> You're Canadian.
1: And it had also been pouring. Like, I heard it at, like, 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, rainy
0: season is upon us here in Seattle.
1: So I was like, I, at first I saw a back window and I thought it was my house. I just saw a window because I have been having issues with my bedroom window. And immediately I was like, my window fell off my window what or my bedroom. What happened? And then Anthony got up, went outside and sure enough, it was everywhere. And no one's ring camera caught anything. It is likely a homeless person that was just high. It happens
0: something. here. I mean, around the neighborhood, for whatever reason, I've seen it. A number of times as Mm -hmm. I've walked to the car is just windows smashed out. And the interesting thing is one of the other Barry's instructors, uh, not Evan, but... um, Oh,
1: my God. We were just talking about this, her and I.
0: She posted something on her story kind of recently about how someone bashed her car window in. Yeah. And didn't take anything. Just bashed the window. Which, it's funny because if it was someone who was maybe down on their luck looking to steal some things and, and whatever... There were a lot of things for dono- donation in the car they could have taken.
1: That's what's crazy. I had an entire box of towels, clean towels for Motley Zoo Animal Rescue. Mm-hmm. I had cat food. I had a litter box. Like The only thing they would have really wanted to take was the towels, really, which were right up against mm-hmm. where they shattered. And like, if you're going to break into someone's car most times, like you should shatter a side window so you can unlock the car. Not the bad.
0: I think it was just, it was either a teenager or a group of teenagers out vandalizing things or just someone on an episode going through or during an episode, going through some drug problems or bashing things
1: out. Or I was targeted.
0: I don't think you were targeted.
1: Carla Marie has
0: a theory that someone in the radio industry who doesn't like (laughs) us did it, which I think is ridiculous. It's the stupidest theory. No comment. It's the stupidest theory. Um, but have you ever – so your window is bashed in. We took it to All-Star yes. Auto Glass. They, they wrapped it. There's an appointment for them to uh to replace the window next week.
1: Which they're almost – so I called Mazda and they were like, yeah, um, there's like no glass. Like we can't get glass. The guy was so nice. I was really like if someone was going to give me an attitude this morning, I was going to cry. So <laughs> he was so pleasant. Then the woman at All-Star – all star. Keep on saying All State. All star. Aller glass was. Well, s- you have All State, right? Yeah. yeah. It Was so 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 nice as well. And then yeah, as I was about to hang up, I was like, "What do I do with my window till Tuesday?" She's like, "Oh, come in. We'll wrap it for you." And it's kind of they have
0: it. I thought it was going to be a more involved process. Oh. It's basically a sheet of like sticky saran, plastic,
1: sticky Saran wrap, mm-hmm. and
0: they put it on the back window, and you're done. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And it's it's stuck there. Oh, yeah. It is very strong adhesive.
1: It, I I want to ask them if I can be the one to pull it off though, because it seems like to be very satisfying. I'm sure you could. What if it takes the paint?
0: I don't think I I think they've thought that through <sighs> considering that's what they do for a, a living.
1: So needless to say, though, I didn't get to do my 100th Berries class. No, I was so like I literally my first reaction before Anthony even went outside to check the car. I said, so I guess we're not going to Berries.
0: <laughs> no, we're not. We didn't. Um, it's interesting, though. And at the end of the day, it's broken glass. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. Carla Marie everything. has car insurance. Uh, maybe there's going to be a fee that we have to split. But mm. other than that, like not a big deal. Um, not the way you would like to start a weekend, but at the same time, a, a great time to look around and say, if that's the worst yeah. my day has gotten, my day's still pretty good. You know,
1: yeah, oh, it's I, kind of a
0: weird thing to think about that way. Like completely. if this is the worst it's going to get today, Please. which I mean, we've still got a 12 hours or so left in the day, but, uh,
1: is it a bones day or a no bones day?
0: This would be a no bones day.
1: No, but no, we don't get to pick. The dog but is like it, a groundhog. <laughs> And he picks for us.
0: Uh, have you ever had your car actually broken into and something stolen from your car, though?
1: Hmm, I don't think so. Really? So, well, okay. There's time. So, I feel like yes, but I'm also feeling like yes because it happened to my mom when we were kids, and it's the most violating thing ever. We were, she was at the cemetery, and she left her purse in the car uh-huh. locked, which she always used to do, and got back to the car.
0: Was it at a a funeral service or was she visiting? She was visiting. Okay.
1: And her purse was gone. Car was still there. Obviously she had the keys, I believe. And it was like this big thing. Like my you know, back then, like, I mean she didn't have a phone. Yeah. But completely purse gone. It was like this crazy thing as a kid, like your mom's purse was robbed. Like this is huge. And they ended up finding the purse like I want to say along a river. It was like somewhere where it was wet. And I just remember like, that. They, ri-
0: like they rifled through it. Yeah. And... Her
1: wallet was still there with nothing in it, but okay. it had like our photos in it. But I was like, oh, my God. Like these people like know what your kids look like. It was creepy. And all our photos were like damaged. But like she still has them because oh, that's cool. we don't have copies.
0: Um, there were two times that my car was my Jeep specifically was yeah. broken into. The first time I remember I was taking my little cousins to the movies. And now, I mean, I say little cousins. They're both fully grown adults now. But at the time, they were, they were in elementary school. And uh, my theory with my Jeep for a long time was I'm not going to – I had a Jeep Wrangler specifically yep. with the, the vinyl sides. When the vinyl sides were in, I specifically never locked my doors because my theory was yep, if I'm going – if someone's going to break into my car Just open it. I would much rather them not slice the window open, which you could easily do Mm -hmm. with a box cutter. I'd much rather them just open my car and take the little things that I have there. Uh, And that happened. It happened at Garden State Plaza. I came back out of the movie theater and um, there was, I had a CD book that they took and a football. That's all they took from my car. And it was probably just some kids like running around seeing whatever car was open and Mm, taking it.
1: The CDs though.
0: When I was in, uh, when I started working for Elvis, I was dating a girl who lived in Jersey City, mm-hmm. right by St. Peter's, and I slept over there for the night. I went out to my car the next morning to go to Elvis's show, and someone had unzipped the back window, and unlocked the car. I I, yeah. I don't even know if it was locked. I think they just unzipped it, thinking right, it was locked. locked. Uh, but they ripped out my radio and took off with it. The craziest part about but that, wait, though, I was I used
1: to take my radio face out and put in a little case. So I
0: had that as well. <laughs> I would oftentimes forget to take it out, mm-hmm. but I could have. But they took the whole thing. I mean, the what would you call? Like the dashboard was basically yeah. all ripped up from the <gasps> bottom, and they they basically like popped up the plastic that covers the whole dashboard yeah. and grabbed the radio. You and had left. to
1: be because this was like during your hot head years.
0: I mean, I was I was mad, yeah.
1: Because like now you'd be like. Fuck, this sucks, but we'll figure it out.
0: No, so here's what brought me down to earth very quickly after that happened. So I was in possession of a blank check from Elvis that I was supposed to take to um, to someone who had done a service for him in yeah. one of his, in his home. That check, thankfully, oh my God. was still. They never they didn't take my backpack, and I think they thought it was just a student's backpack because there was like a couple notebooks and things in there and nothing else so thankfully the blank check that already had elvis's they signature like, on it
1: like uh richie what is it richie, richie rich? rich
0: yeah i mean they, there was a blank check with elvis's signature on it just sitting there right next to and they took a i mean that stereo system was like 80 bucks it was maybe 200 bucks because at the time it had an ipod connector oh. and it was a 6 cd changer um yeah i upgraded you know but that's when I, like, very quickly, I was like, well, you know what? At least they only took this yeah. crappy radio from my crappy car.
1: Right. Because it
0: could have been way worse. I had my uh, studio headphones in the bag as but well. Still
1: feel, like, It's still a
0: violating experience, of course. Anytime someone does something against your will, um, even stupid petty vandalism. Yeah. Right? Like, so, someone eggs your house. You're like, oh, that feels so, like, intrusive because yeah. this was my property. Mm-hmm. This is where I live. And someone Witch. took time out of their day to disrespect it
1: yesterday was two years that i closed on my house
0: two years you've had this house for two years two whole years wow congratulations carla yes. Brain. thanks for letting me live here
1: of course you it'll be a year this month that you moved in
0: thanks for letting me live here <laughs> yeah we actually found out from one of our former uh co that i guess yesterday was the anniversary of which means yesterday we were in jamaica jamaica a year ago um Yesterday was the year anniversary of when iHeartRadio let go, like, a whole mess of employees, yeah. which they do every uh, holiday season. It's it's in their <laughs> – It's
1: a gift that keeps on giving.
0: It's in their corporate policy. Right <laughs> before right before the new year, you got to boot a couple people. Uh, um, trim
1: the fat for that budget, you know?
0: And it's funny because so many people – and I sat down with our friend Marie from the radio fam, and I know you did a podcast yeah. with her as well, Carla Marie. It's coming soon. Um, both will be posted soon, but when I sat down with her yesterday and we recorded the mm-hmm. podcast, she asked me, cause I think a lot of people look to us, um, in a weird way as like an example of how to continue what you like to do when you are mm-hmm. let go. Mm-hmm. And she asked me, she said, you know, before we end this podcast, you have advice for people <laughs> who may find themselves in your shoes at some point. I said, first off, it's going to suck. And let yourself feel every one of those emotions. If you are angry, if you're disappointed, if you're let down, if you're sad, if you're depressed, feel all of it. Because they're all valid responses Mm -hmm. to being let go from a job that you've put so much effort into. And people are going to tell you it's going to be okay. Things are going to work out for the better. And it's not going to matter until you see it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize – it's true. Until after I recorded the podcast, whether that it was the anniversary of everyone being let go. And there were so many people who were in such better situations now. Oh
1: my God. Yes.
0: Out of toxic all situations, of out Every of, one of oppressive situations. They're all in great places now for the most part. Even if some of them just moved back home where they're from mm-hmm. and they actually get to hang out with their family that they've been missing for years. Like it, it's so incredible to see how that many lives were changed on one day and how it, a year later, they're all probably in a better place. Right. I don't know everyone who got let go, obviously, but that
1: we know. Every, that is why I stand by. No matter what you're going through, just say a year from now, my life will mm-hmm. be different.
0: Could be worse. It'll be different, <laughs> it could though. Be worse, but it'll, it'll be different. It'll, it'll the, definitely be different. Most
1: likely, the problem you're dealing with in that moment will be solved. I'm not saying there won't be mm-hmm. another one, but yep. that one will be solved. Yeah, and I I hate because there's
0: this meme going around. I've seen like a probably. A handful of people, which I guess is five or six. How many people can you fit in your hand?
1: Isn't a handful supposed to be five?
0: Because you have five fingers? Yeah. Whatever, about five or six people. I
1: mean, if you're a female, you can hold a lot more in your hands because you know we always carry in our bags.
0: But that's a bag, yeah, not but your hand.
1: Yeah, I can carry like six bags with one hand.
0: But that's still six things. <laughs> it's still six bags.
1: Yeah, but there's things in those bags.
0: Yeah, but you're still carrying six bags. In your hand specifically. Those bags could be carrying more, but that's not the point here. Let's get back. Stupid.
1: I bet you it's like a it goes back to like when someone would be like, How many beans do you want? A handful. <laughs> and you scoop it out of your bean cart wagon. That's definitely what it's from.
0: Okay, well let me explain how much
1: coal do you need? Handful.
0: Let me explain. So about five or six five or six people have posted this very similar meme and it's like Paul Walker once said, When you go to bed at night, um, there's someone in the hospital on their deathbed dreaming for the life that you live, so don't complain about anything. And I hate that theory, yeah. um, not because I don't think we should always be grateful, grateful. gratitude, and, and take a second to have some gratitude and practice gratitude, but just because someone else is about to die doesn't mean that what I'm going through right. <laughs> isn't annoying at at best. Right, and it's such a weird thing, like. Oh, well, you just lost your house. Well, someone could be dying. It's like, yeah, but I'm not. And I need a house to live in tomorrow.
1: And what do you always say? It's all relative. It's all relative. Mm -hmm. You can be
0: in your pain and your hurt and your anger does not have to be compared to anybody else. And you can, there are so many times where I'll tell people if I'm complaining about something, I know that this is a dumb thing to complain about. That doesn't mean I'm not going to complain about it. I'm right. just going to have enough wherewithal to say, you know what? I know I'm complaining about this, and I know it's relatively stupid on the grand scheme of th- in the grand scheme of things. But you're still more than more than welcome.
1: There's a difference in like saying, like, oh crap, this happened and letting it consume your life. Yes. Like, okay, my window is bashed in today. We move on. Exactly. Um, we are going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about it probably on Monday on the show, but I'm not like Oh my window's bashed in, my world is over. Exactly. But when
0: you deal with it, until your window is replaced, you can say, This is so annoying.
1: It is. It (laughs) is This is a nuisance.
0: I had to cancel a class. I've got a schedule time in my day to go to this place and that place. All of it is annoying. And just because someone is laying in their deathbed in the hospital somewhere doesn't mean that what you're dealing with isn't annoying. It's such a weird theory. Where you can just I'm
1: also grateful that worse didn't happen. Of course, they didn't like punch in my front window.
0: If that's the worst, I'm curious the day has gotten,
1: why my car alarm didn't go off? Maybe it wasn't on. What do you mean? Did you not lock it?
0: Maybe I don't know. I don't always lock things.
1: I'm gonna check right now if I got an alert.
0: <laughs> and what would have now. changed? The alarm would have gone off. You would have ran. I'm actually glad I I didn't know about it at night because then I would have felt threatened all night long, like someone was trying to rob us.
1: You son of a bitch! I didn't lock it. You didn't lock it. Okay.
0: Guess what? It would have been broken anyway.
1: No, wait, that was Wednesday.
0: Okay. Take it back. What? You called my mom a bitch. <laughs> take it back. She's a wonderful lady, <laughs> and you called me a son of a bitch for no reason. So?
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll take it back in the literal sense of that's what it means. Okay. However, you leave the car unlocked all the time.
0: And guess what? It was locked yesterday, and someone still bashed your window, and so right. it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, but I do want to talk about something that I saw on the internet
1: what can we go back to something for a second oh yeah the definition of a handful (laughs) okay i got it so according to the dictionary oxford languages it says a handful is a quantity that fills the hand or this is the informal definition a person who is very difficult to deal with under control but then there's a question that pops up on google does a handful mean five And according to yourdictionary.com, it says a small quantity, usually approximately equal to five, the number of fingers on a hand. The definition of a handful is defined as a small amount or the amount of something that would fit in your hand.
0: See, it's interesting, uh, mainly because when you say a handful, yes, if you go, if you define it by five, that's easy. But then you can't be like, oh, I have a handful of homes, right? Like if you own five homes, you don't have a handful of homes.
1: Well, what do you say then?
0: You have five homes.
1: Yeah, I have a you, handful
0: it, of skyscrapers? Yeah, then you're an <laughs> asshole, though, if you're saying, like, I have a handful. <laughs> handful true. needs
1: to be... Why did you say it?
0: People. A handful of people.
1: Yeah, that also shouldn't count.
0: Yeah, because you can only really hold one person properly.
1: You can't hold anyone with one hand.
0: Could, you could hand hold, <laughs> Which means So a handful holding.
1: would be one person. Yeah. Oh, yeah, two hands. Oh, it's two hands. It's
0: hands full. That's different. Two handfuls. Uh, but I did want to talk about something <laughs> that I saw come through, and I believe this happened... In the UK. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a 41-year-old who was suing his parents.
1: For, let me guess, being alive.
0: No. Well, kind of.
1: Because I see those all the time and I'm like, fuck off.
0: So he was suing his parents, claiming that because they gave birth to him, it is their responsibility to provide for him and essentially give him. An adult allowance Stop for it. the rest of his life. <laughs> I mean, um,
1: I guess he's not wrong.
0: Which, theoretically, there is a little... I mean, if you're going to bring something into the world, but right? If,
1: but if he wins that case...
0: Well, and it, I think it starts a, a slippery slope, if yeah. you will. A handful of problems. <laughs> More than that. <laughs> um, but the judge threw it out.
1: Yeah, and said, you're an and idiot. And
0: said, no, your parents, you're 41 years old. <laughs> your parents... Imagine the embarrassment...
1: Do the, you the still parents have, have? Wait, like, do they still celebrate? Like, does he go to Christmas this year? I,
0: this year, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? If anything, they're giving him coal. They're telling Santa to give him coal. Is
1: he still getting Christmas gifts?
0: I don't know. I don't know the guy. I just know the article. So the article says that the man was suing his parents, um, essentially wanted to be financially compensated for the rest of his life because he felt his parents were people of means okay. and could afford it.
1: Why wasn't and he it imp- was their
0: responsibility since they brought him into life, brought him into existence. The judge threw it out. Okay, and I think most people can understand. Yeah, forty-one years old. You're a, you can you have all the abilities to go out there and make something of yourself. Wait, right? you
1: left something out of it. What he was a lawyer.
0: Oh, he's I don't know that part. Lawyer,
1: forty-one, who sued his parents to pay him five hundred dollars a week, loses. Appeal. Okay,
0: that's even better. Clearly, this guy has the mental and physical capacity to go to law school, be a lawyer in the place where he lives. So he's not like in need. But at what point do you think a parent should cut their child off? 18 years old? I think, no, 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 no. not in America.
1: No, I don't think should. I think can. Obviously, legally. Yes.
0: Can. Can, I'm not talking about the legal ramifications.
1: You could rent a car
0: without issues? Go. I think 25 is understandable because and people are going to get mad at me when I say this, you
1: graduate college, 22, 23, yes. right? That gives you, I moved out of 26. That gives you two years to get shit pay and figure yourself out.
0: Yes. I would actually move it. And I know this, the number is going to be crazy to some people. I would actually move it to Don't 30, say 30 years Just old. Stop it. 30 years stop old. Stop it. And here's why. That's
1: only because you got a pay raise at 30.
0: What do you mean? Like you were able to like. Oh, yeah. But before that, I mean, I moved out and I wasn't taking money from my parents by the time I was like 25, 26. Same. Um, And before then, yeah, there were times, especially when I first started in radio where I had to ask my dad for like train money to Mm -hmm. get to work. My My dad had to pay for me to get to my job (laughs) to go make money.
1: My parents paid for my cell phone bill, my car insurance and my Holland Tunnel toll pass, which was one hundred and seventy five dollars a month. Yeah. And, and when you're making, For and this is years. the
0: thing, there there's this cash 22, right? Where it's like, well, then get a job that pays you so you don't have to do that. It's like, yeah, but- Show me one. A, show, it's very hard today to get an entry-level job. And if we are going to live in a society that tells people to follow their dreams, at some point you have to allow people the freedom- the grace, yeah. To do what they need to do to follow those dreams. Because some of those dreams start with shit pay or no pay at all.
1: And to be fair, we weren't, and I know I'm not saying like- age is a thing but i wasn't like 40 being above course, for 15 yeah, yeah. years i just i had student loans i was still mm-hmm. living at home i wasn't like traveling the world and taking money from my parents either yeah that's i true. was like and same for you like we were working hard and it obviously paid off and it made sense and whatever but i i could get behind maybe 28 30, but 30. I, i'm going
0: 30 30 years old
1: my brother moved out of and i would
0: consider and when i say 30 i mean while you are 30 they can they should still be supporting you. So really 31 is the cutoff.
1: That's when my brother moved out.
0: 31 Mm -hmm.
1: lived in the basement till 31, but
0: basement apartment,
1: I don't even think he paid rent that son of a bitch. And, but here's like, I'll give you a
0: great example. (laughs) So even my, my brother, Justin, who will turn 30, right? Went to law school, did all those things. What? When's he 30? March? In March. Already? Yeah. That's what happens. You just, you either die or you keep adding numbers to your age. Wow. Um, no. Yeah. It, trust me, he, he's going to turn 30. Anyway, even Justin, now you think smartest kid in our family, mm-hmm. went to law school, yep. um, very responsible, very like has done all of the things.
1: Logical, responsible. And he's
0: actually got a, he, once he graduated law school, he did his uh, clerkship that you're supposed to do. And then the pandemic hit. So it took him a little longer to find a job, but only a couple months extra. Yeah. It's not like he was unemployed for years and years. Right. Um, and he's got a good job in the city of Hoboken, f- practicing law, still not making a ton. And has a ton of student loans yeah. now because law school is expensive. So even those people who we say, even those people who say, oh, well, maybe you shouldn't have gone to school for the arts. You I should can't. have been a lawyer or a doctor. Oh, no, 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 no. You're still paying a lot of money. No,
1: the argument that people when I complained about my loans on Twitter are not complaints. like just said, yeah, yeah. like. Hey, just so everyone knows, like, this is what the world is like. I haven't missed a single payment. This is Mm -hmm. what it's been, blah, blah, Someone was like, no one told you to go to college. I said, they actually did. Like, they, (laughs) society, told me I'd be a loser if I didn't go to college. And then they've tried saying, yeah, but, like, even my kids, like, I tell them that if they can't afford it, don't go to school. Or something like, you should have gone to, um, it's not your fault, or it's your fault you should have gone to community college. And I was like, it wasn't, like, it was a... It's a big regret of mine that I didn't. But guess what? Our school system shouldn't. It shouldn't cost someone a hundred and three thousand dollars for a basic level education. And
0: the other part of it is, unfortunately, I do believe that community schools, community colleges specifically, should be free, Mm -hmm. um, and they should be resourced.
1: That's also the problem. Properly, yeah.
0: But there's also, unfortunately, and I think this is something that will take 50 years to, to shake, there's a stigma with community schools. Mm-hmm. Like, you only go there if you couldn't get into another college. So one of the stigmas that you're going to then carry if you do go to a community school is when you're trying to apply to a law school. Well,
1: you can't go to community school for –
0: No, but you can do two years, right? Yeah. You get your, but it's –
1: But There's still a stigma 100%. in
0: when they look at your your resume mm-hmm. – or your application, Well, there's something. If you have Duke as opposed
1: to Bergen County, Bergen County Community
0: College, and then uh, what's another, where would you go from there? William Patterson, you're way more likely to yeah. get accepted into that doctorate, that doctoral program. Mm-hmm. Or that law program, if you went to Duke or Georgetown or whatever. Right. And that's part of the stigma and that's part of the brand that those colleges are selling at a premium.
1: But one of the things I didn't do, and that was why I did not go to community college. I also wanted the college experience. Mm -hmm. College was like- Want to get fucked up. All the rage (laughs) when it was 2006 and it was like-
0: Did you say college was all the rage? (laughs) Now it's
1: not. Like it's bell bottoms. We were
0: playing pogs. We were going to college. Shit was crazy. It's not
1: all the rage anymore. <laughs> Stop. Gen Z is deciding not to go. College was all the rage. Meaning, like there was no other option. Really, like it wasn't. It wasn't like acceptable to do anything.
0: Else. I fucking hate it was all the rage.
1: So, New Jersey has a program called STARS, and it it's uh, an acronym for something I don't remember. But if you graduate in the top 20% of your high school class, you can do this. And I feel like I've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but you then go to a community college for free, and then you can transfer. You have to get a certain, like, your grades have to be decent. You can transfer to any accredited New Jersey, not state school, but Like uh, you could have gone to where Jake, I think Ryder's one of them, Ruckers. Like there's a bunch of them that you can go to Mm -hmm. also for free. Oh, that's cool. After your two years. Now, it's a bit of transfer as I was the transfer orientation leader helping these people transfer. It's not easy because you're coming in middle of, right, your credits. So you're coming in junior year now have to take your major credits because most of the time those first two years at community college, you're taking basic courses for the most class. Mm-hmm. Like your your um pre prereq- prereqs and stuff like that. Now you're trying to get into these courses when people that have been here for two years have already registered yeah. for their classes. It's actually difficult. But
0: the transfer process isn't seamless.
1: That's why we yeah. I was literally part of the the first, was the first ever transfer orientation leader group at That's Rutgers because it was miserable when we did it. And we changed the game and it was amazing and I ended up getting a job there while I was in school. It was cool. Yeah. Plus when
0: you're in a safety school, so many people transfer there when they, when they drop out of other places.
1: Uh, okay. Well, Seton Hall <laughs> is a snobby school that wouldn't even accept anyone who went to a community college for this program. No, actually,
0: um, and that STARS program that you were yeah. talking about, uh, I don't think it transfers over to Seton Hall, but what Seton Hall did a couple of years ago Uh, was they actually restructured their whole fee system, Mm -hmm. their whole tuition system. And there's like a tiered system where if you were at a certain percentage of your class or at a certain GPA, you actually paid less to go. So it was almost like building in scholarship. um,
1: That's like discounts.
0: Discounts, yeah. Which is
1: also crazy to think like, oh, you're dumb, pay more.
0: It is kind of weird. But I think you know what, rewarding. but I think part of it's like, oh, you're dumb, or we're gonna spend more time on you. You can pay up, buddy. Fair,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, the yeah, I I say, don't buddy, know. guys are dumber. <laughs> I don't know if the start your cousin Alyssa mm-hmm. is doing community call. No, she went to Montclair, what? she was gonna do community. I feel like that was something we talked about. I don't know, I don't remember. How many years is she in school? She's gonna be a senior, okay? So I think she did two years at a community, possibly. College. I'm curious if she did that, but. I highly suggest doing it now. I transferred into Rutgers after a year. At this, at that point, I could have essentially done two years at a community college. But to the people on Twitter who told me I didn't have to go to college, blah blah blah, whatever. F off.
0: Well, that's that's a stupid thing to say, and I understand that some people can make the argument be like, oh, well, you went to college just to take a a part time job at a radio station. It's like, well, first off,
1: it was full time.
0: When you first started, you were full-time? Yeah. Okay. I was part-time originally. Yeah. But anyway, or a job that paid But I could not have gotten that job and without college. And that's where I think we're going to start to see a little bit of a change. But and I'll, there's going to be two things that I'll talk about in a second. <laughs> One is you can't just tell people, well, then don't go to college. Because guess what? There's a lot of professions out there that we need to go to college, and it still costs a lot of money. And if, like, my cousin went to University of Wisconsin for his pre-med yeah. Courses and now he's at Saint George's, uh, getting his doctorate or whatever you do or MD. If a school like the University of Wisconsin only took med students, their tuition would actually be way higher because now you're only relying yeah. on that tiny student body yeah. to pay for the the school, whereas you need other courses there as mm-hmm. well to uh, to pay for the institution. But the other part of that is. crap what was I I just blanked Sorry. there were two parts I didn't say anything. I know you didn't even say anything hour.
1: damn it damn maybe you should have went to a better school
0: I should have that taught me how to take notes or something
1: Rutgers man the school of taking notes
0: Um. yeah one of them was okay it was Twitter Twitter oh huh? oh and the other part is this is what we're gonna see as a, a change mm-hmm. is there are so many entry-level job applications out there where you when you look at the requirements they're Unbelievably high for an entry level job, yeah, right?
1: Like, what did you think I was just and doing there was in a college? Great
0: tweet that I saw that was like, you can't have an entry level job that says you need five years of previous experience. You're either hiring an entry level person or you're hiring someone with experience. Yeah, you like can't a junior ask, level. You basically what you're doing when you say that is an entry level job with five years of experience. Is you're saying we want to pay you entry an level. entry level salary. Mm-hmm. Or part-time wage. But we do not want to do the work to train you to do that job. But, and that's one of the biggest mm-hmm. issues that we're facing in terms of the this job crisis that we're staring at.
1: There's a revolution happening. Because as like
0: there are so many radio jobs that we've talked about them. Where it's a $30,000 a year job. The one that, that sticks out to me, it was $30,000 a year in Denver. Which is not necessarily – it's not New York or Seattle or L.A. in terms of – But it's a city. But it's a big city and it's not cheap. No. And it was $30,000 a year. You needed four years of college and five years of experience, which means they wanted someone who was about 30 years old, mm-hmm. experienced, to work an entry-level job at an entry-level salary that was just barely above minimum wage it's for nine years of school and, and, and experience mm-hmm. to, total. Nine years of experience, if you will crazy so i think when people say oh well you never needed to go to college yeah and a lot of times you did mm-hmm. and then we sit there and we we make fun Super. of people or threaten students who like oh well, if you don't do well in school you're gonna work at mcdonald's they're well, making they're, a lot of those jobs a lot of those 15 an hour jobs you can get at mcdonald's or taco bell here in in seattle pay more than most entry level radio jobs do
1: imagine like you literally go work eight hours a day at mcdonald's you Learn responsibility yeah. management. You don't. Really, I mean, yeah, you deal with people. You deal with shitty customers from time to time, but that's like any retail, food service, yeah. whatever. That's you're scooping French fries. You don't. You're not solving mysteries or murders <laughs> or brain surgery. And you get to go home at the end of your day and be like, you know what? I still have the brain space to maybe work on a passion of mm-hmm. some sort. And not you weren't abused all day by a manager telling you you sucked at your job because you need to be better as a person or you need to say things differently or whatever it is. It's not a cutthroat industry where someone else is going to come in and take your job. Like at this point, it's like, I'm going to fucking go do that. I can walk there from my house.
0: But, but there's this weird balancing act, right? It's you either go to college and get a job that people for whatever reason have respect for, or you do a trade or go work in the service industry and you're somehow told that you shouldn't get paid a lot, even though your services mm-hmm. kind of keep the world going. Yep. And then it's what you're like scared of. It's what you're taught to be fearful of mm-hmm. your whole yeah. academic career. Well, right. I, what I it's think... always, Oh, you are going to go flip burgers at McDonald's. That's like, I can't, I can't imagine, or I can't even describe how many times I've heard that I know. either to him, directed at
1: me or directed yep. at other students. Other
0: people.
1: I think that there is, and we've talked about this with college uh, over and over again that, yeah, there is a, a point of college for a lot of degrees. Like you, you need to learn a lot of things. However, yeah, there are trade schools for media. There are like, did I need to go to a four year Mm. college? Not really, but I wasn't a hundred, like I wasn't about to go to a trade school and be like, I only want to work on radio. Right. I didn't really fully know what I wanted. I wanted to be in media. And that's, that's, that's
0: part of the experience. Right.
1: But what I think we get from college is I don't think you should be, yeah, you can be 18 and jumping into a trade, but no one at eighteen is a should know what they want to mm-hmm. do for the rest of their life. You haven't experienced any. any Very problems. few people do. Right. Yeah. Second, you grow up in college. You you it gives you a chance to fail and and get grace and everything by like failing and trying again and it's okay because you're in this bubble and we're all doing the same thing mm-hmm. and you learn so much just from that experience, not even academically, just the experience. Then you have these. Other group of people who, yeah, they're in trade school or, you know, two years like my both nieces are in cosmetology school. They're going to – they just turned 18. They're going to graduate next summer, I think, and be done, be 19 years old at that point and going into the world. And they – yes, they are going to be great at what they do. They Both of them are already crushing it. It's crazy to see what they've learned. Yeah. But they're not going to have that same – it's not education. It's just experience. And
0: college doesn't make you – a better person. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make, I'll say this going to college does not guarantee that you are a better person. Going to college does usually guarantee that you are going to be around people who are different okay. than you. And you're going to get to interact with mm-hmm. people who are different than you experiences that you never would have been thrown into before. Yeah. Um, and you're going to be allowed a little bit of leniency to experiment yes. with life. And Maybe it's just, we need to take like a European stance where people don't go to college. The second they graduate mm-hmm. high school, they take a year to travel or do a job or be a nanny in a different country. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's a whole industry yep. of nannies that come over to America because it's their, it's their buffer year to just go explore and
1: so and learn about
0: life before they jump into college. We actually
1: have a friend, Leah, who may have been on the podcast, did that here in Seattle, started listening to our radio show, reached out. We had her come into to the station. She was 18, 19 years old. Um, now she's back home uh-huh. in the Netherlands, just turned 21, in college, went to school for radio after meeting us. Yeah, we ruined her life, we basically. We did, <laughs> but she's like running a, a show or doing a bunch of stuff now in the Netherlands. But like, had she not done that, right? She would have never been able to experience other exactly. things. And I think it's the gap year is becoming more and more popular, especially this past year because yeah. so many kids were like, I'm not going to spend my freshman year thats true sitting at home with my parents. I'm going to do nothing like I've been doing for or four years. Travel, or, go, or go travel. Or go live with a,
0: a family member in a different part of the right, country.
1: Right, or get a, a, a job doing like anything. Yeah. And a lot of kids did that this past year and I think we're going to see in four to five years a difference in college graduates for the people that did that.
0: And part of it is that is the gap year is a slightly privileged idea in that you have to be from a family that affords you the comfortability and the the security and the financial stability to do that. Sue them because if not, yeah, that's what we started this whole conversation with. was the 41 year old lawyer who sued his parents to say that they have to pay for the rest of his life. Um, but yeah, if you're, listen, if you're a single mom or a young parent in general and you have to provide for a child, yeah, a gap year is just not going to be your thing. Yeah right? Like that's just, that's the cards you were dealt. Or if you are someone who has to support your family financially, a gap year is not your thing. Um, But that's not what we're talking about.
1: I completely agree.
0: It's, we are talking about people who have the option to choose between those. And I think like you said, Carla, more and more people are going to be choosing a gap year or choosing to slow down the process because really, I mean, I decided what college I was going to and my major before I was 18 years old. Yeah. And I picked athletic training, not, and listen, I still am very in to fitness and things. It's not like it would have been the worst choice of my life, but I picked it because I just didn't want to be away from sports. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't understand the, the biology side of it and all of the things that I had to do. And today, if I started a bio major, I'd be super prepared for it. Like right. my brain functions differently yes. than it did when I was 17.
1: That's why there's so many times now where I'm like, I would love to go back to college or school of some sort for an environmental mm-hmm. job. But then I'm also part of me is like, I don't even want to be that inside and in understanding how the world is crumbling. I don't want to know.
0: No, most scientists who study climate change are uh, super depressed, not because of their profession, it's because of the things that they know Facts. and the things that they understand about the world.
1: But there are so many things now where I'm like, man, I, I just want to learn more, right? Mm-hmm. I know I can sit home and go on YouTube and, and watch – or master class, like watch actual classes. But what would I pick now, right? If I had the list of majors in front of me – What and would I, you? I, and I, I always lean on environmental science. But,
0: but – And again, and this goes to – I guarantee you, if there's a 17-year-old out there, mm-hmm. especially in like the New York, New Jersey area, and, yeah. okay – there's a 17 year old out there who's like, I'm going to go study environmental sciences. I guarantee you they've got parents who say, well, you're not going to make any money mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. Pick something else. Yep. And that's one of the problems is we our pay scale, our pay structure for like the jobs that are actually important to what we need as a society yeah. is way so. off. And I mean, child care, people who take care of children should be paid way more than they get paid. They're taking oh God, care yeah. of living humans. beings, humans. Little ones
1: that poop and. But we pay everyone. teacher
0: and childcare workers garbage.
1: I think that it's also we talked about this a few weeks ago. Like your passion, or do you know what you love, or whatever it was. And I immediately went was like, well, I'd want to do something in the world working with cats. Does that mean a rescue? Most likely, mm-hmm. I don't need to go to school for that. No, you don't. You I don't do want to be a vet because if I tomorrow. if I ever ever had to put an animal to sleep. <laughs> I would quit. I would go live in a cave and never look at another animal again. You
0: know, I wonder. So my cousin is a is a vet in Montreal. This is why my and niece is unbelievably not to. smart. She's also unbelievably empathetic. Like she feels for people. This would be me as a vet. I don't. I have to talk to her about that because I can't imagine her. And granted, I. It's funny the way we view our family members, right? Like I view her as my little cousin. Yeah. She, Even though she's a
1: she's to kill animals,
0: a badass who's gone to years and years of school and has her own vet practice
1: well mm-hmm. oh, we should facetime but, her so she can hear erica's breathing our vet says it's fine but i'm curious
0: you say our vet like i have a vet no
1: mine and the girls <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> they're john
1: vet. um but gabriella my niece wanted to be a vet like has loved animals her whole life when she was a kid in middle school and then high school and then it got to a point where she was like i think they had to put their family dog down and she was like Oh, I'm not doing. It. I'm out. And that do was you it. Have
0: to though, as a vet, do you? Is that like a, a prerequisite? Like at some point, you're going to have to. Yeah, put because if an all the vets down.
1: say no that they're, they're not doing that, then where do you go for that?
0: Then I think that just creates another industry, of like
1: no. your pet
0: putter downer. <sighs> and you probably need less education for it. You could probably just like turn no, it over. No, because
1: it's they have to inject them with the medicine.
0: Yeah, but like. Instead no, because they
1: inject them wrong.
0: No, but instead of being a, a full vet, you could be like a vet nurse. You hear me out. Right? Kind of like
1: the IV people?
0: Yeah. So you get a little bit of schooling. You don't need to do all, you're not doing surgery. All you have to do is. Stop.
1: We have to move on no, because no. I'm starting to think about.
0: <laughs> hold on. Let me finish I this. I almost
1: cry every day.
0: Let me finish this. So all you've got to do is worry about how to inject that serum properly, and you don't get to make the choice on your own. It either comes from like I guess a vet has to clear you almost like a referral, and then you just go to like, the death doctor, <laughs> and
1: he. I guess it do- could work out of a the vet death office. vet
0: or whoever. That's a, I mean that's a billion dollar idea. No, it's maybe not. not billion million dollar idea. It's not. How many vets would have a much better day if they never had to kill an animal?
1: Actually, well, it's like it's like maybe, maybe we'll have, get them on the show next week. Um what? we have a vet friend in the UK oh yeah um Dr. Brian Spar who has been on like today show and a bunch of different things in the past he's originally from long island i believe long island long island and now he live yeah he UK has a practice there i'll like message him all the time when i have animal issues but he sees everything from like baby rabbits to like massive dogs and he's always posting the coolest pictures of all the different animals and like he'll help deliver animals, but he's got to put him the sleep.
0: Does he have to like tell animal moms to breathe? It's like breathe. Anthony. <laughs> Is that how you do it? How do you do the, the, the baby breathing?
1: I don't know. Probably.
0: Um, while Carly so looks up whatever to- she's looking up, I do want to say that we are both currently wearing. Uh, Our new merch, because we just got the samples delivered to us, even though the merch store has been open since Monday. We're going to be posting pictures in them soon. They are unbelievably comfortable. And I'm not saying if you don't want to buy something, don't buy something. If you've purchased already or you're saving money for the holidays, I totally get it. It's fine. If you were on the fence, these Bella and Canvas uh, hoodies that we printed are are, just
1: the brand. Yeah.
0: They're unbelievably comfortable. I'm wearing the gray zip up right now.
1: I'm wearing the uh, "You Look Great" holiday hoodie.
0: This is going to be my flight outfit forever, Mm -hmm. because I need a hood on flights, and but I also don't want to put a full hoodie on sometimes because then like taking a hoodie off on a flight, I'm yeah, just like
1: you can unzip and just cool off
0: exactly. So this is my new flight outfit. Um, I highly suggest hitting the link in the description of this podcast to check out the merch because. There is only a little over a week left for this store to be open. Or In an to... effort to get everything out for the holidays, the store is closed on November 15th. That is it. No exceptions. Nothing. Nothing. Okay?
1: There was something um, else so I, that link. I wanted to talk about, but like I was going to save it. Well, let's save it because we But don't, I don't I mean, remember we're... what it was and I want to say it so we don't forget it, but I forgot it.
0: Well, you'll think of it Carl and me. we are at the 45-minute mark. Um if your day started as Carla Maria's day and my day started with something a little annoying. Oh, yeah. Just be grateful. That is the most annoying thing that's happened today. Um, be, be mad about it for a couple minutes. It's cool. And uh, let's have a fantastic weekend. What do you say, Carla Marie?
1: Let's do it. Peace oh, out. we're decorating for Christmas this weekend in November before Thanksgiving. You look great. You look great.